Hey, it's John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and it's The Entrepreneurial You, the show for dedicated and passionate Caribbean entrepreneurs seeking daily inspiration, brought to you by author, speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur, Henneka Wakis-Porter. You must be prepared to ignite. Coming up on this episode of The Entrepreneurial You... Les always says, don't let your speaking get in the way of the audience, of what they need to hear. And that's what a lot of speakers do. They go out there and they just want to ramble. Welcome back to The Entrepreneurial You. I'm your host, Henneka Watkins-Porto. Today's episode is brought to you by Bookophilia, Peak Performers. Are you looking for a space that fosters a peaceful and productive working environment for writing and multifaceted creative expression? Then, Bookophilia is the place to be. Born and raised on the south side of Columbus, Ohio in the United States, he is the only one of 15 children to ever graduate high school. An expert on leadership and success, he became a millionaire at a young age owning three franchises. Known as the Big Dreamer, he will inspire you to achieve all your dreams and visions. I'm happy to welcome Greg Walker to the Entrepreneurial You. Welcome, Greg. Hi, how are you? Thank you for having me on your show. Before we get into the thick of things, I have a fun question for you. And here goes. Where is your favorite fun spot to go? I go to the movies. I just saw my ninth movie uh, yesterday. I love the movies. Awesome. What movie was that? It was uh, the funny comedy show with Ice Cube, um, Teacher Fight, I think it's called. Okay, okay. So I'm glad you uh, you, you sure did enjoy that, did you? Oh, I, I enjoy every day, every movie I enjoy. <laughs> I enjoy every sandwich I take a bite of. Oh, life is short. Exactly, right? Why waste time not enjoying stuff? That don't make sense. <laughs> that's right, that's right. We're going to get into the thick of things now. And I want to get a sense from you, Greg, what your experience was like as a child growing up. My experience was not a great experience. Growing up with 15 children, born to alcohol and drug addicted parents, mother and father divorced, father coming and molesting my sisters, beating my brothers, beating my mother, uh, seeing, seeing my father shoot at people. Seeing my mother, you know, uh, uh, trying to stab my father. My mother actually stabbed me in the side when I was in the seventh grade. And it was, it was just horrible. You know, just growing up around drugs and alcohol. You know, I'm 51 years old and I've never touched alcohol or drugs in my life because of my family life. And no child, we all have dysfunction, but I grew up with dysfunction. With brothers in and out of prison, sisters uh, who are on the street. I still have sisters to this day down the street. My father had like 18. I don't even know how many kids my brothers and sisters my mother and father had, but I heard like 18. I heard my mother had like 15 or 16. And I got 14. I never knew any of my aunt and uncles. Uh, one aunt I know very well on my mom's side. That's it. I got 14 siblings. I'm the only one to ever make it out of the ninth grade, let alone graduate high school. I graduated 454th out of 455. And the only reason I did, I graduated because my teacher, Miss Renee Rivers, who I nicknamed Little Rosa, because she reminded me of Rosa Parks, the great civil rights leader. She changed my grades a month before graduation so I could become the first ever to graduate high school because she saw something in me that I did not see in myself. And uh, what she saw in me, I tell people all the time, because people say that woman should have went to prison and the three other women who changed my grade. So I tell them this. And I tell the world this in my new number one best-selling book, Dream to Grow Rich. 
I say, listen, was it legally right for Rosa Parks to sit in the back of the bus? Yes, it was the law. It was the law. But was it morally right? No. So was it legally was it legally wrong for them to change my grades? Yes, it was. But was it morally right? My wife and I have sent people to historically black colleges because we went to an all-black school. We sent kids to Christian schools, Jewish schools, non-religious schools. We sent them everywhere. We feed 2,000 people a month in, in Ohio through the Middle Ohio Food Bank. A lot of people think, you know, I raised my two little nieces. We raised about 12 to 15 nieces and nephews. A lot of people think those four women made the right decision. Mm-hmm. So you grew up in that environment. How did that affect you in term mentally? How did that affect you? Uh, well, people hear me speak all around the world now. They can't believe I'm, I was shy. I was very shy. My wife just told one of my friends yesterday um, about how I never asked her to marry me. My wife and I grew up together. We've been married 29 years, and I never asked her to marry me. I was so shy that I gave her only sister, Terry, the ring and said, please go ask your sister to marry me. And I ran to my boy's house, and she called me, and she said, you big dummy, yes, I'll marry you. I literally ask her every week, every day, where she wants to get married in this world. Don't care about money. Don't care about flights, boats. Tell me where you want to get married, and we'll be there in a week. And she says, no. I like going to the courthouse. It costs us $47, and that's it. So I didn't speak till I was 11 years old. My family, people used to call me a mute because I never spoke because of what I saw in my, in my life. And about five years ago, you know what? I figured out I'm going to speak. I, I found out by joining this group called Toastmasters through my through my friend and mentor, Les Brown, he told me to join like eight years ago along with my doctor. It took me five years. And in six months, I spoke at the World Championship Public Speaking in Las Vegas, Nevada, because they convinced me that I had a gift. And when I lost, I didn't make it to the finals. You know, I told everybody, I'm sorry I let you guys down. And what they told me was, young man, you have no business being here. And I said, I said, I told you guys I was bad. They said, no, Greg, you're not bad. But the guy who beat you has been trying since 1989. You've only been Toastmaster six months. So, so they taught me I had a gift. And now people pay me up to $20,000 to speak. I speak with Les Brown. I'm going to be speaking. Uh, Les said that him and Tony Robbins and Michelle Obama are going to go on tour this year, 2017. And I'm opening for less than, I think, in nine different cities this year. So for a kid who didn't speak to his loving, listen, I, I opened up hundreds of restaurants. I never had meetings with my employees because I had to delegate because I was too afraid to speak. Now I speak to everyone. People ask me, who do I speak to? I said the blue collar, the white collar, and those with no collar. I speak to everybody because that's what, that's what my friend and mentor taught me. You speak to everybody, Greg. You know, we hear a lot that speakers say you got to have, there's this big thing on social media. You got to have a niche. If you're in the gas station business, you got to speak to gas station owners. No. Les Brown told me, young man, you speak to everybody. Mm-hmm. Greg. Yes, I do. I just, yeah, go ahead. I'm let sorry. me ask you. Let me ask you because you, for a long time, you, you, didn't, you refused to speak. You didn't speak because clearly you were traumatized by all the things that you would have gone through. No, you are a powerful speaker. You're opening for Les Brown, having Les as your mentor. That is super amazing, right? Let me ask you, tell us the power of a story. What does that mean to you? And, and how powerful is a story for us to share? Well, you know, it's so powerful. I did not know why I was going 
winning all these trophies and Toastmasters. Because every time I would speak, I would leave. And as someone who believed in me, I said, Carl, why do people like me speaking? And he says, Greg, if you would stay in there, you would see that the other Toastmasters, they give speeches. You give a story and a message. I had no idea what he meant. And then Les Brown taught me. He says, young man, you have a powerful story. And he says, young man, who's the greatest storyteller you ever, you never known? And I said, you, sir. He says, no, Greg, who else? I said, I don't know. He says, what about Jesus Christ? He says, Jesus Christ, the number one selling book of all time ever. And it's a bunch of stories, a bunch of stories, right? So everyone has a story. Les taught me that speeches tell, stories sell. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Say that again. Speech, speeches tell, stories sell. And that's why I, let, I brought Les here to Columbus, Ohio, where I was born and raised, and Les started his career at. And I brought him here for Toastmasters for my 55th, my club's 55th anniversary. And he said, who in here knows a lot of, how many, he said, who in Toastmasters here knows any national speaking Toastmasters? He said, you don't know. He said, but I can tell you Greg Walker right there has only been Toastmasters 27 months. And he's speaking worldwide. He said, Greg, where are you going? I said, I'm going to Zambia, Africa three times. I'm going to the Bahamas. I'm going to Israel. I'm going to the UK. And I talked to speakers who won the world championship, and they're not even speaking where I'm speaking at because they give speeches. People want to hear stories. And how do you craft your story? Because many persons are listening now. We'll be listening to you, and they have powerful stories, and they don't know how to tell those stories. How can you help us, guide us to tell our stories so that we can impact the world? Well, you tell your story. You know, most people think, speakers have like a thousand speeches really the average speaker has between two and five speeches that's it you just craft it to wherever you want to go i can use my story you know my 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 main my main uh story is called i'm possible because my teacher taught me was you think something's impossible take those first two letters the i and m separate them to the left and it tells you that i'm possible so the second one is called no excuses right the third one is called i'm not born to be average so I just craft it to whoever, whoever wants me to speak to them. I just spoke to CNN last month in Atlanta, and I crafted it to what they want. So what I asked people is, what's three to five things you want your audience, your, your audience to take away with? What do you want your employees to walk away with at the end of this speech? And what they want me, ask me to do, I just craft my story into there. It is an art form. It is. And once you learn how to do it, there's a lot of people who will pay you good money. As Les always taught me, there's enough to go around for a million people. But you got to have the story. And Les always says, don't let your story, don't let your speaking get in the way of the audience, of what they need to hear. And that's what a lot of speakers do. They go out there and they just want to ramble. and They want to talk about them. them. No, it's got to be, you got to speak to inspire. I tell people all the time, I was speaking at a, um, uh, uh, with Les Brown one time. A lady comes and says, Big dreamer, because I speak as the big dreamer. Um, you didn't impress me. I looked at her. <coughs> excuse me. I hugged her. My wife and niece looked at me. What are you hugging her for? And the lady said, why are you hugging me? I just insulted you. I said, ma'am, if you tell me you weren't impressed by me, I go home and sleep like a baby. I said, did I inspire you? She said, just a little bit. I said, I don't know what faith you are, even if you have a faith. She said, I'm a Christian woman. 
I said, okay, have you ever heard the story about the mustard seed? She said, yes, I have. I said, if I put a mustard seed in your hand, you'd barely see it. But you know, if you have the faith of a mustard seed, you can move mountains, right? She said, yes. I said, did I inspire you that much? She said, just a little bit. I said, then I'll go home and sleep like a baby tonight because I don't speak to impress. I speak to inspire. Awesome. And on that note, let's take a break so that I can thank our sponsors. Peak performers. Success is something that we gradually work towards as an end goal, but we need to be in the right environment to make it happen. Bookophilia is dedicated to providing a space for book, coffee, and tea lovers, creatives, educators, students, and professionals who want ideas, innovation, and inspiration. They have a wide variety of high-quality books, a cafe, events such as book launches and signings, art exhibitions, and professional services uniquely tailored to your needs, culture, and tastes. Their environment provides for the full literary arts experience, allowing for multifaceted creative expressions. Find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Bookophilio. Welcome back, Greg. Yes. Yes, let's continue talking. Now, we talk about the, the power of, you know, the personal story and so on. But in the context of businesses... How can stories, how can we use stories to help sell products or services for that matter? Well, because you got to touch the heart. You got to see so many people sell their products instead of selling themselves. So many, so many people sell the products instead of selling themselves. And that's wrong. You people buy into you, not the product. Here's the difference. When you go look at a Ferrari or a Rolls Royce, they don't talk about the specifications. They tell you to set in the car. They tell you to, to grab the steering wheel. Imagine you're driving down in this luxury car. Imagine in the Ferrari, you're going to the Lamborghini. You can't go into fifth gear until you're at 140 mile an hour. See, they sell the experience, not the car. So when you tell your story, you have to tell your story to get people to buy into you, not the product. I do, my, I do coaching now. And I never wanted to do coaching. People would see me at conferences. They would see me when I'm speaking on my Facebook Live, my Periscopes. I never, ever wanted to do coaching. And now I'm doing it because people ask me to coach them. They bought into me. Not my coach. They bought into me. And that's what I tell people. If you're good enough, the universe will see you. The world will see you if you're good enough and your persistence. Your persistence will trump you anything. So I tell people to sell, to sell your first yourself first is the most important thing. Sell you, sell you, and awesome. you can use your story. Yeah, your story is important. Your story. You know, some persons may be listening and thinking, "What? Well, you know, I never went through all that you did, and 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 so on. How can I use my story to?" to make a, you know, make a living, to profit from it? How can I use my story to sell products? How can I use my story to sell services? But you don't have to go through what you would have gone through, Greg. Nobody has to go no. through what you would have gone through to and use a story. Yes. Everybody has a story. Yes, that's a myth. That's a big myth that people say to me all the time. Greg, I don't have a... Listen, my daughter, people ask me, was, was my daughter born with a silver spoon in her mouth because of me? I say, no, my daughter is born with a black card in her crib. When you when 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 you get to see a black card, a black card is by invitation only. 
you have to spend two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year just to have this black card. And when you, I let people all the time feel the difference between a credit card and a black card. My black card is carbon fiber. When you drop it, it sounds like you dropped a piece of steel. It's a whole different experience. And I tell people, my daughter doesn't have a story, but she can go out there and speak. She's she's actually a personal trainer. She sells her products. I tell people, you do not have to have a bad story. You can use other people's stories. I use people's story. I use other people's stories all the time. It's just so about it's just about to, craft, right. It's just about crafting it in a way that will make it appealing to the you know, and let let it be what it is in it for that the other person listening, not about you, but what is in it for the person listening. That's right. What what? How can I add value to that person? What do they need to hear me say? I mean, a man and woman who just lost their job after twenty years has a story that they can sell something, a coaching program. The bad thing now is. And I'm a perfect. I'm, I'm 100 with everything I say. I don't care if it offends people because it's the truth. There's so many people on social media that are selling things and they haven't done squat. Let me teach you how to go from Taco Bell to six figures, and you ain't never had six figures in your bank account. Let me teach you how you become a millionaire. And I told a lady one time I was on her Facebook lot or Periscope, and I said, "Can you show me where you have clients who made thirty thousand dollars in one day?" And she said, big dreamer, rich people don't talk about that. I said, no, I, I don't. But I need to see proof. And she said, can you send me proof? So, yeah, I sent her a picture of a $300,000 check that I just cashed. See, she ain't never made no money. And I tell people, be careful when you when you pay people money and, and you don't know if they've done squat. I just heard a woman just got took for $25,000 with a coach that she, she signed up for. She was supposed to have three masterminds and didn't have one. $25,000 she got took. You better show proof of what you've done. Greg, at this point in your life, success to you means what? Waking up. Waking up. People ask me, people ask me all the time, how you doing? And I tell them, I'm alive, I'm better than good, I'm alive, I'm phenomenal. Because today, I have opportunities that someone don't have who's dying of cancer. The power of now. The power of now. N-O-W. No opportunity wasted. So many people let waiting become a habit when they want to write a book. My niece who just can't because I'm going in the grocery store. My nieces are in there shopping for me. I, I make them pull up. When we see a funeral, I don't pull over for respect because I don't know that person. That person could have been the worst person in the world. I pulled over because I make my nieces, my daughter who's now 28 years old, I make them look and say, who's in that casket? Certainly what not them. Dream, what, <laughs> what, what dreams died with them? Did they want to start a business? Did they want to write a book? Did they want to have a podcast? But they were so damn afraid of taking a chance. And they died and their dreams died with them. And I tell them, you have the opportunity they didn't have. Go live your dreams. And if you were supposed to guide or community of peak performers into success you know because success does mean different things for different people right some persons for them it may be money in the bank some for them it you know it's health some for them it's the circle of friends that they're aligned to uh but for every success goal that somebody has you know they must be able to work towards them for persons wanting to work towards success what piece of advice can you give or like a for roadmap people, for a roadmap to success is is C-P-P. These are three letters that helped me get to a multimillionaire, retired 12 years ago at 39 years old, and now I speak all around the world to people like Les Brown. 
CPP. The C stands for choices. The choices that I made got me different direction to where my 14 siblings did, right? People. P is for people. The people I hung out with compared to my 14 siblings, the people they hung out with, gave me a different direction. Persistence. The persistence that I have compared to my 14 siblings got me to a different direction. So you start with choices, people, and persistence. Persistence trumps any college degree. I graduated 454th out of 455. I don't have a college degree. Les Brown doesn't have a college degree. Steve Jobs dropped out of a college two weeks at Reed University, the man who made the iPhone. I don't. I believe college is a waste unless it's a specific degree. You want to be a doctor or teacher, you need a degree. An engineer, architect, yes. But if you just want to go be an entrepreneur, you're wasting your freaking money. So that I would tell them, but, and not follow your passion. That's the biggest bull of crap I hear over social media. Follow your passion. I love bowling. I love bowling, but I suck at it. I suck at it. What I was good at is business. And that's why I success. Listen, my passion is not business. It's not. So I tell people, that's a bunch of crap. Follow your passion. You can be a starving person and follow your passion. You follow what you're good at. Because if you're good at something, you're going to like it because you're good at it. So let me ask you, what about combining your passion with your talent? What if they happen to, to, to collide? And what they do, but so many people just say, follow your passion. Like I said, I love bowling, but I would be a broke man. I'd be homeless on the street if I made bowling my profession, right? Everyone says, oh, you're, you're, good, at, you're good at drawing. Well, that's what you need to do. No, not necessarily. You got to pay the bills. Bills need to be paid. You better do something that's going to make you some money and find out what you're good at and follow. And this is why I tell people, don't find things that keep you up at night. Listen, bills keep you up at night, right? Yeah, when you can't pay them, huh? I Yes, I say you got to find something that makes you jump out of bed in the morning. You got to find something. When you're truly doing what you're called to do, you ask your wife or your husband, dear, is it 8 p.m. yet? And they tell you, sweetie, it's 4 o'clock in the morning. That's how you find out if you're living your dreams, you're living your life. That's it. You mentioned your CPP, the choices, the people, and the persistence. You know, what I'm getting from that is, and I always say this, is that we are 100% responsible for the outcomes in our lives. Whatever it is that is happening in our lives, we have to take responsibility. Now, I want you at this point, you know, as we're heading to a close, I want you to talk to somebody who is listening who might be feeling, you know, so despondent that, you know, I've gone through all of this in my life. I've gone through all this turmoil. I've gone through all these uh, pain, painful moments. And I'm, you know, I'm not sure where my life is headed. How can you, you know, guide them into a path that may bring them success down? Listen, I started with nothing. One of 15 children. No one ever make it past ninth grade. My persistence, my choices, the people I hung around with. Listen, you got to learn to use your pain. My pain watching my father beat the hell out of my mother, molest my sisters, pull guns on people. My pain made me a speaker. My pain just made me become a number one bestseller across the world, getting Les Brown the right to forward my book. I don't care where you're at right now. I don't care what your mama didn't do, what your daddy did to you. Success and happiness is your choice. We all go through circumstances. Every boxer champion gets knocked down. But the greats, the phenomenal people, get up. 
You're not knocked down. The greatest part about getting knocked down, losing your job, going through a divorce, the best part about getting knocked down is the only way to go is up. And you got to realize, you got to realize we are all too big to dream small. We don't go to the moon anymore. We put 12 men on that moon. We don't go there anymore. You know why? Because it's too small. It's small thinking. You got to change your attitude. You're shifting your thinking. You got to tell yourself that you are great, that you are a millionaire. You just haven't cashed a check yet. You have found that spouse that you wanted. You just, you just haven't you just haven't got the ring yet. We all go through things, and you're going through things, and you think that people have a better life, but they really don't. Enjoy today. Stop worrying about five years today, because if you don't take care of today, I tell people this all the time. If you don't take care of the 24 hours within your life, the 86,400 seconds, the 1,440 minutes in that day, if you don't take care of your daily responsibilities, you don't have to worry about three weeks from today. So I want people to understand it's true. If I can make it, most people will never have the things I have in my life. But it's the choices, the people, and my persistence is what got me to where I'm at. People pay me $20,000 to speak for an hour now. I made $300,000 in one week. A kid who graduated 454, no college degree, the only one in 15 children to make it past the ninth grade. How can I make $300,000 in one week? retire at 39 when no one in my family ever retired how can i do it choices people persistence at this juncture we know that you know a lot of persons are not as les brown says you know persons are not living their dreams because they're too busy living their fears and right and 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 we've listened to you talk about going through the moments that you did as a child and here you are today you know living the life that you that you deserve and i think too Greg, is that sometimes persons may stay at a you know particular point in their lives because they don't think that they deserve that life you know that lifestyle because you gone through you have gone through all of that but is you could have suffered the fact that you know thinking that oh I don't deserve this you know who am I that kind of mentality to to keep you down but you did not allow that to hold you stagnant to make you stagnant of course you rise above whatever it is that you went through and now you are touring the world. And you are changing and impacting lives. And that is powerful. Yeah. And I tell people, listen, you don't get the life you deserve. You get the life that you work for. You get the life that you work for. So many people, think, especially with millennials, they think they deserve something. Right? They work for my company. In six months, they wonder why they can't become an owner. So you don't get what you deserve. You get who you are and what you do. And so many people are afraid of fear. I tell people there's two meanings to fear. Face everything and run like my family did or face everything and rise like I did. You can fear it. Forget, fear yeah, forget everything and run or face everything and rise. I'm going to ask you because we did talk in our pre-interview chat about a giveaway that you have for our community of peak performers. I'm going to ask you to leave that information with us and also your Twitter handle and other contact information. Yes, they can reach me at greginspires.com and they can get um, uh, your, your, pos your possibility, Dream to Grow Rich Possibility Planner. Your Dream to Grow Rich Possibility Planner. It's an annual planner that will give you steps to take to become great, to reach your greatness. And they can also get my book, Dream to Grow Rich, How to Dream, Grind, and Hustle Your Way to Success 
on Amazon, or they can sign up for my hard copy and my audio book, which I just completed on greginspires.com. They can follow me on Facebook at Dream Grind Hustle, facebook.com backslash Dream Grind Hustle, Instagram and Twitter at Greg Inspires. Greg, thank you so much, so much for sharing your amazing story with the entrepreneurial you. I know that our community members are inspired. Thank you so much. Oh, no, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. If you've enjoyed this free podcast, please show your love and support by heading over to HennekaWatkesPort.com and click in the subscribe and iTunes button. Leave your rating and review and hopefully you will leave us a five star rating. We would really love that. Thank you to our peak performers for tuning in. Until next time, I'm Henika Watkins Porto. Remember, you were born to win, but to be a winner, you must plan to win, prepare to win, and expect to win. What good? <laughs>